0: Everybody and welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur Experience. I am super excited, as I usually am, but I really, really love uh, this. is my second interview with uh, this particular amazing person, who uh, is an incredible leader in our profession and somebody who I really admire for the way that she thinks about uh, not only our profession but the industry that we. Uh, actually connected with and how they both serve one another she's also a role model for all the people who are um, in her teams and um, I have loved uh, her experience coming to uh, Nadex and I've also loved going to uh, her event as well so hey Paula from Metagenics, how are you?
1: Hey Tammy I'm great thanks for having me and chatting again. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I am really excited to chat to you today about our theme upcoming for the next Natupreneur experience is love your work, love your life, and love yourself. And um, I'm really, I, I was really moved at the last event that I went to uh, that uh, th- that you guys run uh, the International Congress, and mm-hmm. it it really moved me about the way that we look after ourselves. There was an amazing uh, gala event and um, you were speaking there about your connection with the people that you work with and how that flows out into your, your daily lives and how that ripple effect uh, of looking after yourselves is so important for uh, the company culture that you have. And, um, but it starts with us, right? The one person. So how do you yeah. look after yourself?
1: Um, yeah, well, we were just chatting before you could push record that um, uh, like probably many of us, I've sort of learnt the hard way to look after myself. Um, even though, you know, I've come from a place where I've been interested in health, like from the time that I was a teenager, so I've been very conscious about eating the right things and taking supplements and exercising and meditating and sleeping well and kind of ticking all of those boxes of, yeah, I'm I'm fantastic, I'm looking after myself, I'm doing great. Um, I was, uh, I'm actually, you know, a very driven person and um, very results-orientated, I guess, it's just the way that I'm made up. And so from a long Time for a big part of my life, I um, was just very, very focused and worked very hard, um, and everything I did had to have had to be about how does that help me achieve my goals. Mm. And so, you know, the, the exercise wasn't for the pure joy of exercise, and the meditation wasn't for the pure joy of connecting and whatever. It was all about just trying to do the right thing and tick off the boxes and get things
0: done. I, and um, I, I often talk about it as, as the gold stars. I, I'm, I'm a little bit of yeah, yeah. a overachiever myself and I'm always looking for the next gold star, you know. And so if somebody told me I needed to put that on my to-do list to get the gold yeah. star, I would just do it because it needed to be done, not, as you say, is something that needed to be done for the sake of the joy of it or the, the, the presence of it or anything like that. Um, It's definitely my experience that that's how I got into adrenal fatigue, was ticking the boxes rather than, yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. I think that, you know, um, yeah, there's a lot of people who would be in the same boat as us. And so I worked really hard, you know, I burnt the midnight oil, I was studying um, and I would never just read a book for the pleasure of reading a book or the joy of reading a book or go to a movie for the joy of seeing a movie, everything had to be about, oh, that's, you know, if, if it wasn't about, um, helping me to achieve my goal, then it was like, well, that's a complete waste of my time. Yep. And, and I think a lot of that, um, you know, I learned some really great lessons from my parents, but, uh, you know, some of it just seems to be, you know, it's just who you are for whatever reason, who knows why we are sometimes the way we are, but, um, My dad, I think, had a massive influence on me. And, like, a lot of these things are positive. Like, they've helped us achieve being who we are and being that driven has helped us achieve, you know, lots of great things in our lives. But it can also be at a massive detriment. My dad um, used to teach us, you know, I come from a family of four kids and he used to teach us that we could be whatever we wanted to be. Like, you know, he really taught us um, a growth mindset Mm -hmm. that we could learn anything. If you work hard... And if you practice and if you're focused and determined and persistent, then you can achieve anything. And that's a great lesson, right? But for me, I like went, yeah, like I'm going to do that. I'm going (laughs) to and I'm not going to waste more time on anything that doesn't help me meet my goals. Um, And so he used to have, you know, he used to talk about never giving up and he used to say it three times, never give up, never give up, never give up. And so I am very determined and very persistent. Um, and he used to have this saying, and I've never heard anyone else in the world say this saying, and he used to say it around sport. So he used to be um, at my netball coach when I was like eight years old or something, (laughs) Very engaged father. And um, he used to say that pep without purpose is piffle.
0: Oh, I love that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: And... So in the context of my netball match, I guess it was, you know, as a young, enthusiastic kid, I'd be running around a lot, expending a lot of energy, um, not doing very much. <laughs> Grabbing the ball. Playing yeah, playing that's the ball. Right. yeah, just running around and saying, yeah, if you need, if you need. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and so he taught me in netball that, you know, no, you have to be much more strategic and think about how are you expending your energy, like think about creating space in, on the court and your next move. Don't just run around for the sake of running around, that pep without purpose is piffle. And I just think that in life I took that to the neck level <laughs> <laughs> where it was like anything that wasn't serving my purpose um, was a waste of my time. Mm. Um, yeah. And that... um I was the same, um, Tammy, where it created, you know, adrenal burnout and just tiredness and negativity and, you know, am I really um, doing the right thing here?
0: Mm. Do you remember a time when that, when you really had, I I remember a time personally when, when I was like, there is something not working here and instead of pointing outwards and figuring out all of the things that I needed to strategically arrange I, yeah. I had a moment where I, it, it was like, oh, I am creating this. Oh, the tick boxes probably isn't working for me right now. Yeah. Do you remember a time when that, that was for you?
1: Yeah. Um, and, I, I mean, I think there's been a couple of times. One was, um, so before, prior to Metagenics, I worked in the grocery industry. So I was a sales rep in the grocery industry. And um, there's parts of that that I really loved. Like I worked with great people, and I learned a lot. Um, and because you know I was really quite a introverted, shy person who lacked a lot of confidence. And I think that that experience gave me a lot of confidence in you know just having to get out there and talk to people and sell. And so you know I think it um, it served a great purpose for me. But Again, I worked really hard in that role, in those role, various roles that I had. Um, but all the time, I had this nagging feeling that I, I guess I wasn't living my purpose. Mm. And you know, why am I doing this? And you know, it's just not aligned to my values. And um, and so I actually, uh, I quit. Um, I quit my job in grocery sales. And at the time, I can remember going to see my accountant and saying, I'm quitting this job and I'm going to study naturopathy. <laughs> and he just thought that I was crazy. He
0: was, yeah.
1: And he basically said that. He was like, Paula, uh, you know, like you've got a really good job and you're earning really, you know, quite good money and it looks like you're, um, you're on a pretty good career path. Um, are you sure that this is what you want to do? And I said, Yeah, I am. I'm like, I, I just knew it. Like, down to my soul, I knew that it was the right thing to do. I just felt so good about it. And I didn't care about the money or how I was going to pay my mortgage or anything. It was like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Um, and I absolutely loved it. I had, it was the hardest time of my life in that I had no money. Um, you know, I just didn't know how going you know week to week, but going to those lectures, I just knew that this was the right thing for me you know like I was in flow every time I would go to those lectures, I'd just be like, "This is amazing like this is what life is all about you yeah. know how can I, why aren't, why isn't everyone learning about this stuff because
0: why didn't we get taught this in primary school <laughs> <laughs>
1: But the other time that I have had that is actually working for Metagenics. So, you know, even when I was in a role where, and in a company where I'm absolutely living my purpose and I love it, I'm still um, someone who just tends to go all in. And, um, you know, I was absolutely like um, smashing myself, you know, burning the midnight oil, working every weekend. Um and yeah, it was really my partner who helped and just said, this you're just not helping anyone, you know, you're getting sick, you're not able, you know, to actually be your best. You need to find a way to to make this work. Because because I love what I do and I love this company and I love this industry, I didn't want to just go, okay, I'm out because I can't manage it. It was me. It wasn't Bob, yeah. it wasn't anything, it was me. Um, just not being able to set boundaries and around myself. Mm. Um,
0: and, that's a, and that's a big one with the boundaries aspect of loving yourself because in saying yes to something else, and yes in this minute and yes in this moment of time to something else, including a job that you love, In that moment that you say yes to that you're saying no to you and until you get a chance to say yes to you there you don't know that there's a boundary there to actually be made and yeah that was that's a really big um, aha and gold nugget for anyone who's listening who notices, yeah, I love my work. Yeah, I can't, I can't switch off. And yeah, I, I love talking to my partner about it all the time. Why wouldn't I want to do, why, why would I want to, you know, go to the gym? Why would I want to go for a walk with the dog? Why would I want to go and meet my family? They talk about rubbish anyway. I don't want to do, yeah. every single time you're, you're saying yes to that, you're saying a no to yourself. And it's, for me, I didn't realize that until it was a little bit too late and somebody spoke to me like that, like your your partner did for you, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think, I mean, it's interesting. It's like a counselling session talking to you, Tammy, but um,
0: (laughs) I think that,
1: you know, like a part of me felt like I wasn't worthy of it too, you know, like it's, um, it's like I had to prove something to myself and to others, you know. I don't know. Is it to my parents? I don't know. I don't know what it was that was driving me. I haven't um, done that kind of analysis on myself, but I do think that there was uh, a part part of me was like, you're not worthy of enjoying those things Mm -hmm. either. Like, you know, you have to prove that you're worthy.
0: Yep. Full body goosebumps right now. I'm so, yeah, I'm so grateful you brought that up and we have so many people in our profession you know, worthiness and value is a big deal in our profession. And, uh, and it starts with those core moments where we're going overboard. We're spending so much time on our client, um, our clients, even if we have one client, it's all week We're thinking about that person. It's all week We're researching that person. It's all, and we go over and above to feel worthy of that connection and feel worthy at that that time and then when you're talking about it and you do get full books that's that over and above again but you're exponentially increasing the amount of time and energy you're spending on that which takes mm. away from your life the reason that you're doing it in the first place is really to have a life yeah
1: yeah yeah it is it's a tricky balance um but Um, Stephen Covey has one of his seven habits of highly effective people is sharpen the saw and um, you know like he's just a hundred percent right isn't he like you know I I was working with the blunt instrument and I'm sure that you know lots of practitioners out there are feeling the same that you know you're not doing yourself or your clients or the place that you work um, any service by by doing that to yourself, you're actually better, you're much better off sharpening that saw, resting um, so that you can actually function at a higher level. It's taken me, you know, I'm nearly 48, it's taken me a long time to learn
0: that lesson. <laughs> and it keeps coming back around, doesn't it? keeps going back around, Very we go around. next level, oh, there it is again, next level. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: it's yeah. so important.
0: I, I love that other analogy about um, essentially if you're aiming uh, an, a bow and an arrow at, in, in the direction of your dreams, first you have to pull back. First you have to pull back and slow down and breathe and then you release it and it'll actually go somewhere. But if you all you're doing is shooting arrows <laughs> randomly and just yeah. <laughs> the arrow shooting, it's just not going to happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a great analogy. I love that. I
0: love mm. it. Mm. So, um, what does it look like now? And I know it's an ongoing dance, like literally what we're talking about just now going right back around again and it hits you in the face again. And you're like, Oh, that's right. It's Saturday and I'm halfway through the day. And all of a sudden I'm on my emails again. How did that happen? What are, what is something that you genuinely do that uh, is helpful to you? Because how many do you have in your team now?
1: Uh, Well, if, as far as just Metagenics ANZ, we've got four hundred employees in total. So
0: yeah.
1: I have. So, so that's report directly to me, thank goodness.
0: Yes, but you're also <laughs> looking after them who are looking after people as well. And yeah. I really think uh, things start with uh, leadership and leading our own lives as one person in charge of one person is one thing. Leading a multimodality clinic in charge of multiple people, and then leading one of um, Australia's largest nutraceutical companies. You, it's, it does start with you and um, you said your partner brought it up. So what have you put in place, being that you're a goal-oriented person, <laughs> yeah. what, what have you put in place that um, either organically grew or you or you consciously chose that looks after you, knowing that it's a dance and knowing that sometimes it comes in and sometimes it goes out, but what's something that, yeah. that you do yeah. that's helped you?
1: Um, I think... You know, we all have these things that we're passionate about and that we love. And I know that you love helicopters and and flying, which is amazing. Um, And I think that they're those times when, you know, like they are meditative, aren't they? Like where you are just, um, that nothing else exists in the world when you're doing those things and everything just melts away. Um, And... I feel like that with my dog, to be honest. Like I spent, I'm absolutely obsessed with my dog. I don't have children. And so I've got this gorgeous, gorgeous red and white border collie called Leo. Um, And, you know, just spending time with him is an absolute joy. You know, dogs just have the most beautiful soul. He's, you know, he's just such a gentle, loving, gorgeous creature. Dogs also, you know, they know the importance of play and so they 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 know it like intuitively don't they like they just love to play even when they're old (laughs) you know they still love to play it's awesome they
0: do and and they are pure love they're like this little ball of just unconditional love and if we're talking about love holy dooly like they they are cellularly love radiating and absorbing it's really cool
1: yeah so I, lo- I love just spending time with my dog. I-, I love spending time with my partner Chris as well. And I must admit that um, you know that still is something that uh, we have to work at because our lives are so busy. And you know, it's still there's still times when we we spend time on the weekend together, and it's like, holy cow! Like, how long has it been since we've just spent time together as a couple, just doing cool stuff together? We need to we need to do this more, and Um, The other thing is that I have a a 1960 Volkswagen Camille car and um, this is a car that I saw when I was a young teenager in Adelaide and as soon as I saw it I just thought, you know, I love that car, I'm going to have that car one day.
0: That is so cool.
1: It is a very, very cool car. And they're not a fast car like it's a Volkswagen. It's, it's a Beetle um, with a, with a Carmen gear body. But they're, um, it's just a beautiful car to drive. It's so much fun. makes this crazy noise, Volkswagen noise that I love. And those moments of pure joy are when I have Chris in the car with me that I'm driving the, the common gear and Leo is in the back and it's a tiny car. So he's literally like his little face is right up. in my <laughs> Um, and I just love it. You know, like we cruise around the countryside in Brisbane. Um, and it's great. I love
0: it. That's beautiful. It's, uh, it's those moments of presence when you can catch yourself in those moments is so extraordinary, isn't it?
1: It is. It is just in, enjoying those simple things. You know I had a, a friend recently who's gone through um cancer treatment. I think I was telling you about this. He was going through it at Natex. This is mm. yeah. And um he's good. He's good by the way. He's oh, good. doing good, good Yeah. We've got him onto all the good stuff. So he's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think you might know somebody. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um but one of the things that he said when he was sick um you know, and the cancer treatment and everything went on for about six months. Um, all he wanted, and he had tongue cancer, so he couldn't consume food and things like that. These things that we take for granted as being just, you know, moments of joy in themselves, right? Every day, just enjoying food, and all he wanted was a cup of tea, a cucumber and cheese sandwich, <laughs> and to oh, see his, wow.
0: see his dog. Yeah, you
1: know, I just thought it doesn't like it's it's not about cars and money and houses and it's like all of that is just BS. Like it's those simple pleasures in life, you know that um, that you can you can stop and enjoy those things. Um, and so I've I have learnt to do that. My morning coffee, I stop and enjoy my morning coffee. You know, like.
0: Yeah, I love I love a good cup of tea in the mornings. Just enjoying those moments. It's yeah, I love moment. a good cup of tea um, in the mornings and I love yeah. um I I, I often <laughs> talk about it. I, I have a bath on a on a Sunday afternoon with my hubby. I know it's all too much information for a lot of people. But, <laughs> but we just sit there and talk about the week and we sit sit there. We've got a cute right. bath and, and it's those moments that I miss when I'm away for weeks on end. And it's those moments that um, it's like a kind of touchstone to bring you back to the life that you are here living. Yeah, that's
1: exactly right. Yeah. 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 The other thing that I've just started doing, Tammy, is I've just started learning the piano as well this year. Mm. So, um, and again, like, I don't have a huge amount of time, but it can be... Um, I've all I've always wanted to learn, and just again thought, no, nah, I haven't got time for that. I haven't got time for that like kind of frivolous activity. I'm, <laughs> I've got places to go and things to do, um, <laughs> and um, yeah, this year I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to learn. I know that I'm getting older, but I don't care. Like, in, I'm just going to enjoy the process, and and I just love it. You know, sometimes I can only have 10 minutes at night that i spend you know mucking around um on the piano but i just love it yeah
0: i've read a whole bunch of research about this recently <laughs> and um and jason silver talks about it uh, a lot in the notion of you finding novelty in new ways of thinking and new ways of learning creates moments of creativity and flow that wouldn't have been there had you have not taken the time to create novel novel experiences and so yeah for me learning to fly helicopters it seems completely like it it doesn't have any real purpose to do with the things that i'm here to do and all that kind of stuff but does the piano give you other insights into other areas of your life or does it give you creative creativity because the way that I'm learning to fly helicopters, apart from it being extraordinarily meditative, like you said, there's nothing else you're focusing on in that moment. You're not multitasking and thinking about other things. Mm-hmm. It creates a shift for me that allows me to be really present back doing work after I have finished it. Do you notice any yeah. difference with learning piano?
1: Yeah. I mean, um, I think that like all things, it kind of teaches you lessons as well. Like I am um, just amazed that I can um, have a piece of music in front of me now and I can play that music and that within, even within a week of learning, you know, starting to just very um, badly play something. <laughs> that, I love that, yeah. That even within a week it can start to come together. Yeah. You know, I think... But that still blows me away where I'm like, holy cow, like that is amazing. That you know, that is that growth mindset, right? Like that just by you can do anything. Um yeah. if you actually set your mind to it and sit down and practice and and learn it. Um but I think it it's amazing for just switching off because you have to it does have a fair bit of brain power. So you are absolutely in the moment when you are playing. Um And, you know, you talk about that flow state. I think it does really help, you know. Like I've um, probably noticed more that I can focus much more easily now, you know. Like one of the things that's, you know, really hard is just being there in the moment, whether it's with a person, in a conversation um in a meeting or with a, you know a particular task that you have at hand because all of us have like a million things lists yeah. of things going through our mind all the time and so you know quite how many times do you catch yourself you're talking to someone and you're going oh god like I've got to make sure I get milk tonight and oh yeah the dog needs to have his flea treatment and oh yeah like I need to do that and this and that yep yeah. um, <laughs>
0: But really, I'm sorry, is that
1: my little reminder? Yeah, that's
0: okay. And that, and that's the other thing, you know, we've got all of these inputs from social media, we've got phones, we've got tabs open on our computer, we've got all these things that are happening in the back of our heads. And um, I agree. I think that yeah. it really, for somebody who, it took me a long time to practice and get into the practice of meditation because of that. Because but being able to be task focused uh on something new and novel to learn uh be it helicopters or or piano or some other thing that i think is an amazing way to train your brain to focus on one thing at a time
1: yeah totally so i think that i have seen that shift in just being able to be more present and more focused yeah Um, yeah which is very important i think like we have this great um Philosophy that we have here at Metagenics, which is the fish philosophy. I don't know if you've heard this before. It's from the Pike's Seattle, Fish the Seattle
0: market. Fish Market. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so it's the fish philosophy, which is play, make their day, be there, and choose your attitude. Like it's awesome. It's kind of like the secrets of life. Here <laughs> yeah, they are: secrets to a happy life. And um, we practice the fish philosophy here at Metagenics.
0: Love it.
1: Yeah, but that. Um, you know the the um being there is uh is so important but you know when that's the other thing when you're at work be at work be totally focused get shit done like um <laughs> you know all about that all about being very efficient and then when you're at home be at home like be with your partner be with yeah. your dog be playing the piano be with the book that you're reading be with the friend that you're with um yeah it's really important
0: yeah Yeah, and um my my extension on that is because my experience particularly as i was in the growth phase of my practice was i wasn't anywhere at one point in time i was if i was at work i was constantly thinking about home and if i was at home i was consistently thinking about work i was never where i actually was and um it's a game changer to be able to do that because you, we are living the life that we are living right now, and the work that we do and we love is so incredibly uh, rewarding, so incredibly uh, important. But more importantly, and especially from having people around us who have, you know, clients or friends or partners, there's so much chronicity of. Uh, unwellness and so much chronicity of cancer and and these random illnesses or um, events that happen for people health-wise or otherwise now that life is too short to not be where you are and um, I and we have the opportunity to live that as practitioners and as people I I love that what a great reminder thank you Paula
1: (laughs) yeah well I'm still a work in progress but um Yeah, I think it does help to be reminded of that, Um, yeah, just being there. And, I I mean, I think those are those moments of true happiness too. You know, like we talk about being happy, but whether it's um, at work or at home, um, you know, when you're... Or or I think of it at at, um, education events, like, you know, at NatX, whether it's at NatX or at Congress this year, where you have those moments where you know someone's talking and you can hear a pin drop because everyone is just with them like they are totally present they are just so absorbed in whatever pearls of wisdom that this person is delivering yeah. um it's when you're in that state of total presence and engagement and flow um that that is when that's when you're actually truly happy you might not even be aware of that but those are those moments of pure joy and happiness. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, when I see practitioners like that at, at Congress, it's just so joyous to me. It's like, yeah, it's great.
0: I love that. I really yeah. love that. And um, and I think that's actually a wonderful point to end on. Um, <laughs> thank you so very, very much, Paula. I can't wait uh, to see you speak again at NADEX in February 2020. And um, share your wisdom. It's always so heartfelt. And um, I'm so, so grateful that you've taken the time uh, to chat today and so grateful that you lead the team that you do. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks, Tammy. And you also, like the, um, this community that you've created, you know, it's so important. we talked about the importance of relationship and having connectedness and people who support us and nurture us. And I think that this community that you've created It's so needed and it's so wonderful and I'd absolutely love your work. I look forward to seeing you at NADEX as well.
0: (laughs) Love that. I love your work too. All right. Have an amazing, uh, uh, I hope you got a a gold nugget out of this, people who are listening. And uh, if you did, please share this. Uh, It's an amazing uh, conversation that I think can be so valuable for so many. And uh, we'll see you all at NADEX. Thanks again, Paula.